Welcome to another episode of From American Presidents to American Gladiators. I'm your host, Blaine Zimmerman, and I'm joined as always by Russ Slivka, who enjoys skydiving naked, but would deny it if you ever asked him. I feel like that's a reference and I'm not pulling it. Is it a reference or is it true? Obviously, you're not going to admit it. That's a good point. We all know it's true. It is. It's completely true. And Ryan Allward. How do you Allward, skydive naked? You, you tell us, Russ. With a parachute. <laughs> you can't be completely naked. You have to have a parachute. Yeah. Do you? You're the expert. That's Although you deny it every time we ask. I don't. I'm saying if when you skydive naked, you need a parachute. Mm. We're also joined by Ryan Allward, who hey is somewhat mystified by the proclaimers, seeing as how Scotland is only 275 miles long and 154 miles wide. <laughs> you did a lot of research for these intros. I am impressed. In this episode, Nitro's yeah. intro, like when they're showing all the gladiators, Nitro's intro was his argument with the executioner. I didn't oh, yeah. pick up on whether or not. I also never saw the executioner in this episode. I saw mm. a couple other refs dressed more ref-like. Yeah, they were in like black referee yeah. uniforms. Yeah. I wonder if they did away with that. One guy had like a pad, which yeah. was the first time I'd seen a ref, or not a ref, but like, a, like, like a, a spotter. Judge. It was on joust. One of the guys had like a... Huh. a, a, a like, I think on assault, the judge, maybe it was a cameraman. I don't know. <laughs> so one thing I have noticed, it's four episodes in. Cheers, by the way. Zap, yeah. Cheers. Welcome. Yeah. Drinking a uh, little Miller Lite. Yeah. Compliments of Blaine Zimmerman. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Zap doesn't fit in. At all. No. I don't think anybody likes her. She really doesn't. She doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I, here's the deal. I'm so interested in how they cast these people yeah. to be the gladiators. Where did they come from? Where did they come from? What's their backstory? How much is uh, like forced rivalry within the gladiators? I, uh, do they assign them the character and then they have to deal with like... So you know what's interesting? Oh, we that's learned, a good question. You know? We learned something in this episode from one of Amy's interviews that we're going to talk about later Okay, around how long the contestants have been there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right. Mm -hmm. Um, Caught that, too. Because you would think over the course of time, the gladiators would start to mesh as a team and probably, like, hang out or, like you've said, conversely, find out why they don't like each other. Yeah. Yeah. It seems every time the three guys and the three women are together, paired up, it's usually before Powerball. Is usually yeah. when I see them because that's mm-hmm. the one event that like they're all in. Well, and they kept talking about this. This is the one event that all the contestants and all the gladiators are on the floor at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Like they're still getting the hang of like the huddle. Gemini is just my favorite to watch during those. But go on, Blaine. Yeah. So our contestants in this episode, Amy Ross, who is a waitress from Andover, Massachusetts. Do you want to describe what Amy looks like? Sure. She looks like a cross between. Mary Lou Retton, like Mary Lou Retton. And a Cabbage Patch Kid. And a Cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah, Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, I was going to say she looks like, is the daughter in National Lampoon's, what's the one where they go to Paris? European Uh, Vacation. vacation. Is her name Audrey? Is that the daughter's character? It's definitely Audrey in Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the the children change throughout those movies. Right? No. Well, yeah, the children change. The children change. The names stay the same. Uh, Audrey? Yeah, it's definitely always Russ. It's definitely always Snake Russ. Plissken. But she looks like the daughter in the one where they go to Paris, where she looks okay. the oh. most like Meg from Family Guy. Who is it? It's somebody. I'll look it up. I don't know. I'll look it up. Is it Mary Lou Retton? Our, 
Is it a Cabbage Patch Kid? It's not far from it. Our other contestant is Nancy Petito, a housewife and mother from Wakefield, Massachusetts. So we now have a theme. We've had a Detroit episode. We've had a Uh Houston episode. We now have a Boston episode. Yeah, Uh, A Massachusetts episode. Well, but they say that both of them are like outside of Boston, which technically all uh, Massachusetts is. Like everything's what now? Right outside of Boston. Yeah, Yeah. right outside of Boston. Uh, Her Um, name is Dana Hill. And Nancy, can I see? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pull this. I don't care. You know, yeah. <laughs> Ross doesn't care now. So no, I got you. Oh okay. no, that does look do like care. Amy Ross. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Nancy has a thick oh, Boston accent. They're really both does. great. Yeah, both yeah. of their accents are great, but she definitely does. I thought there, and this is, I thought that there might have been like a speech issue at first, but then I'm like, oh, she's from, from Boston. Boston. Had a yeah. speech issue. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like an impediment. Of and then our two male contestants oh, are boy. Phil Carroll, the former Marine yeah. with a mustache from Taylor, Michigan. And a nice flat top, too. Yeah. <laughs> they kept saying former Marine. How much did you love this? Because I, we've I, had this conversation it before. the best. <laughs> it was the best because if there's one thing Marines don't like being called, it's former Marines. And that's the only way where they referred to him the entire episode. It was. It was I noticed it too. And yeah. I knew you would have been laughing. I was uh, like, oh man, I bet Blaine you, is writing notes. I about also, this. like, having watched the entire episode towards the end of the episode, I was like, I don't know. He might have been a former Marine. He probably, uh, I got the feeling he wasn't a great Marine. Yeah. And there was a reason that he was not a Marine for very long. Okay. okay. So that could be conjecture. It is conjecture, actually. Let me, <laughs> that, is, that is my 100%. opinion. Yeah. So I think he, what's his name again? Phil. 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 I think he looks like a cross between. Emilio Estevez and yeah. Farva from Super Troopers. Farva. Oh, that's when you great. Said Emilio Estevez, I immediately thought of the dude that plays Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that too. <laughs> yeah. All of those are very, uh, very in the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nancy, what was her last name? Pet- Petito. Petito. It bugged me for at least a day or two to figure out who she looked like. Oh, yeah. And I finally found it. He's the actor William Fitchner. <laughs> Most recently, I saw in a not really good movie called 12 Strong about. Uh, have you seen? T- of course, I've seen 12 Strong. <laughs> What's 12 Strong? It, oh. The 9-11 happens and they send in special horses on or special forces on horseback. Special forces. Uh, yeah, oh, the horses. special horses. The special horses. <laughs> they are special they horses. send in the special forces on horseback. <laughs> if you remember the very first episode we ever did of George Washington, we drank horse soldier bourbon, yeah. which oh, was yeah. made by two of the guys from 12 Strong. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, That's why it's called Horse Soldier. <laughs> there it is. He plays the colonel in this movie. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That's, and then I went what? into his Thor's in movie. It. Thor's in, in it. Thor goes on horseback and takes sure down does. the Taliban. That makes sense. Yeah. William Fitchner has been in uh, other hits. Such he was in, as... um, hold on. It was that movie from the 90s about raves. Go. Go. Oh, he is in Go. He, he's one of the FBI he's in agents. Go. Yeah. yeah, and he's with the guy from um, the TV show where the parents have died, but the kids are all still living together. Party of Five. Party of Five. Yeah. Party of Five. Because he in, oh, he's, yeah. he's the dude that's trying to get the guy from Party of Five to wear a wire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, t- yeah. Yeah, yes. They anyway, our William, other William male. Fitchner, Nancy uh, Petito. Our what other, other movies? Crash, Teenage oh, yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles, Contact, Heat, Armageddon, The Perfect Storm, Black Hawk Down. Uh, some solid movies. Though. He yeah. was in Prison Break, 
among others. So okay. there you go. Our other male contestant is Jason Wyatt, who is a JUCO football star that wants to play football at UCLA. <laughs> My initial thought was, wouldn't that publicly ruin his eligibility if he wins? Yes, it would. Because he gets $10,000 for one. Oh, yeah, yeah that's can't accept right. the money. What was the name of his college? I wrote it down. It, it's a weird name. Oh, it's, uh, L.A. Harbor. That's right. Yeah. So your hosts are Mike Adamley and uh, Joe Theismann, who you may know from the 1980 movie, uh, The Man with Bogart's Face. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Is it like a noir type of... Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Theismann was such an actor. He was in lots of stuff. Yeah. I wonder what he what he plays in it. Not Bogart. I bet he plays a bad guy. <laughs> I, I would imagine he's... I don't remember. There was a scene. Up. Not a scene. There was a part in this episode where I'm like, oh, Joe Theismann yeah. could be a... A villain. A villain. villain. Yeah. So our first event is Powerball, and we find out that Philip Carroll is 5'10", 195 pounds, and he's 26 years old, and he's the owner of a commercial cleaning service. Yeah. So he is in the mob. (laughs) (laughs) The former Marine mob. It's the only takeaway I had. Like, you, it's just, it's up there with waste management. Yeah. Like, you, you are in the mob. Man, when you said Emilio Estevez, you hit it on the head. Yeah, I know. It's because of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupidity. Um, Jason Wyatt is six foot three, 215 pounds, 20 years old. And if you looked at these two side by side, you would put your mortgage that Jason Wyatt is about to win this episode. Yeah, he's going to destroy. I, I did note that. Powerball needs a split screen. It is impossible to try to follow what's going on because yeah. they're just following one contestant at a time. Mm-hmm, correct. At one point, Phil tries to shoot a jump shot. He does. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the first time yeah. we've seen yeah. that, Yeah, which seems impossible. It seems like trying to make a jump shot into one of those would be like trying to hit a shot at the fair. Yeah. You're yeah. just not going to do it. Yeah. But yeah. He, he gives it a shot. And I think it's a fadeaway too. Kobe. <laughs> so Who's Kobe? We find out... Uh, just afterwards, Jason has a real-world interview. I can't ever say that. Real-world interview. From ages 7 to 11, he wanted to be a stuntman. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have access to motorcycles. So, you know, he jumped off roofs, swung from trees. Mm-hmm. He was a very happy-go-lucky guy. Like, you picked that up from him. Any comments about Powerball? Not much. It's an interesting event because everybody gets gassed, including the gladiators, pretty quickly. So by the end of the 45 seconds, everyone's dragging. Yeah. I would say 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Our version of Powerball. I love this uh, so much. Where we pick out six balls from a bingo roller. What's this thing called? There's a term for it, I'm sure. It's a it's bingo. You're the expert. It's true. I am the expert. I uh, always forget the title uh, that you had when you were the bingo caller at... <laughs> it's at two entirely different things. I think... It's not Shabbos Goy. Shabbos Goy does not mean bingo caller at a Christian nursing home. You were a Shabbos boy. I was a Shabbos boy at a right. Christian nursing so home. So what we're going to do is we're going to pay out six random numbers, and they will be each associated with a random fact that we will discuss at minimum or at length, depending okay. on. All right. Here we go, Russ. There you go. All right. What what, <clears throat> what did you get there, Russ? I got B4. Research shows that all blue-eyed people may be related. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. I have blue eyes. What, what color what do, what do you have? Hazel. Like, hazel. They're like sometimes gray, sometimes hazel. green, sometimes brown. It's, it Mine changes. are the same thing. Every person in my family has blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, 
Is it a double recessive? I know it's a recessive gene, but would it be double recessive? Never mind. I don't know. It just says they may at least share the same distant ancestor after studying the DNA of blue-eyed individuals from Scandinavia, Turkey, Jordan, India. Researchers found that they all had identical gene sequences for eye color. Of course they did. This trait comes from a single individual called the founder, uh, which sounds like the name of like a weird cult movie. Or that, yeah, it's that movie with Michael Keaton, McDonald's. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah. What was that one? I think you're right. I think that is the founder. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Uh, I thought you were talking about the the cult movie about Scientology with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Which is called what? There's one called Going Clean, I think, or Going Clear. Well, this is like. Yeah. Yeah. It's called The Something. Yeah. It's like The Founder, but. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Was was Philip Seymour Hoffman the guy in that movie? No. I think that was a different one. Okay. Um, Okay. But it was was very similar. Okay. I think. Okay. So we okay. don't know who the guy... The founder. Like yeah, who's the founder? 6,000 to 10,000 years ago. In, in Scandinavia or in India? Uh, it doesn't say. It's fine. Before him, everybody had varying shades of brown eyes. Okay. How do they narrow that down to one dude? I don't know. Oh, there, was a, there was a flood. They put all the farm animals on yep. a boat. That's oh, right. that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. Yep. The one blue guy yep. had a life raft. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Russ, what'd you get? N33. Manhattan tap water isn't kosher. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because of the Why? tiny little shellfish? Oh, yeah, maybe. Tiny little, like, crustacean organisms that are in there? <laughs> Is it not kosher? Because it's not blessed by a rabbi? Tiny crustaceans have been detected in the tap water of New York City, and while these creatures pose no threat, they technically disqualify the water from being considered kosher. Oh, man. Have what are s- all What are all the Orthodox Jews? Man, somebody's making a ton of money off water filters to the Orthodox Jewish population in New York. The Hasidic. Yeah. Uh, the Hasidic water filter company. Yeah. You said it. I didn't. That market? No, I mean. This came from Russ. You could really, you could really tap that market. All right. Uh, you have one more rule, Russ. Russ. Here we go. Here we go. You saw it? Yeah. Wow. That's good eyes. Those are tiny balls. What is it? 22. Wrong. I, 22. (laughs) So 22. Coca-Cola saved one town from the Great Depression. Quincy, Florida. Was it a bottling plant? Quincy, Florida was saved. How? Caffeine? Like they couldn't be sad? Did they create a ton of sort jobs? Of. As the country was reeling from the Great Depression, a local trusted banker in the town of Quincy, Florida, urged anyone who would listen to invest in Coca-Cola stocks, Oh, then selling at $19 per share. Many followed his advice, and when the company's stock boomed as he promised, others followed. Soon, at least 67 inhabitants in a town of fewer than 7,000 had become Coca-Cola millionaires, wow. making wow. Quincy the richest U.S. town per capita. Okay. Sounds wow. like insider trading. Wow. Where's Quincy, Florida? It I'm does like, seem like... It South. does seem a little insidery. Man, that guy was the king of that town. Uh, you're out. All right. Oh, I okay. got... Oh, Quincy's northwest of Tallahassee. Okay. On, basically him. on the border of Georgia off I-10. Okay. Hmm. G46. You know about how I see Ryan. I do. 46. Both my parents I wonder are if those, I wonder if those families still live in that <laughs> town or if they 
got out. Businesses once didn't see the value of diaper stations. I don't know if that's a fact. What? Businesses, businesses once didn't, didn't see the see... value of diaper stations. Like so in the bathroom. Okay. So you, yeah. Where you can't. I'm sure a dude was behind this. Uh, when the <laughs> yeah. founder of Koala Changing Tables first tried selling them to businesses, he met with total disinterest. Thanks to marketing push depicting a woman changing a diaper on a gross bathroom floor, he started changing minds. We huh. had to make them feel guilty. <laughs> That's how they do it. So, you market yeah. anything to wow. parents. Now you see them everywhere. I mean, yeah. if it, well, I'll, I'll save that. All right. That was that was interesting. <laughs> I bet he made a lot of money because they market. They weren't the marketing bathrooms. that to parents. They were marketing it to the people that own I'm just like saying, McDonald's and Walmart. I'm just saying that's how you market things to parents. Yeah, it's just the... shame. Shame, shame. Oh, God, yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah. My second ball is <laughs> N32. Lopsided. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Leary busted out of prison. What? Timothy Leary busted out of prison. He just he have, thought he did. Does he have something to do with LSD? Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, what, what was the what was the thing with he, him? Was, he was the guy. He was, he was the, big the push. LSD guy. He was yeah. the dude that started the Magic School Bus. Yeah, he had a whole cult. Okay. Yeah, he got right. Ken Kesey on. He got the Beatles involved. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Uh, He's the guy. Okay. Basically, he walked away from prison. <laughs> In 1970, and then changed out of his uniform at a nearby gas station. Okay. Like, he just simply... He just left? Out. Like, I'd imagine kind of like how Weebay walks out in uh, season two of The Wire. Okay. And he, like, pretends like he's, like, the janitor, and then gets to the front and just walks out the front door. If you look Four like you know where you're going. that show. Yeah. Okay. If you carry a clipboard and move quickly and yeah. look angry. Uh, I knew a guy once that used to get into concerts by coming in the, like, back entrance with a ladder. Yeah. He would just walk up with the ladder and they just assumed he was supposed to come in the service interest. He would stash his ladder, go to the concert, come back, get his ladder and leave. There's a whole (laughs) string of videos online with people doing that. Get into movies, get backstage, just bring a ladder. Yeah. 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 All right. Here we go. Last one. This is the Powerball. This is my third ball. Uh, It's every time. B3. The chief translator of the European Parliament speaks 32 languages fluently. Jeez. Mm. Yeah, a lot fluently. Yeah, European Parliament. Mm-hmm. How's that different than like the EU? What is I, the European? I don't know Parliament? that it is. Mm. His name is well, no. Uh, <laughs> you spell it. <laughs> He's Greek. Oh, so no, you can imagine. Never mind. I O A N N I S. Ioannis. Giannis. I K. No, Giannis is G I A. Giannis. N N I S. I know that because I watch basketball. Giannis. Whoops. His last name is I K O N O M O U. I He's been the chief translator for 32 years. He's one for every language. Initially moved to Brussels to be. Oh, retire. Oh, sorry. He he's been the translator since 2002. 32 languages under his belt. Initially moved to Brussels to be an interpreter, and then once he learned all 12 official languages of the EU, he now just wow. kept going. He now knows Bengali, Swahili, and Turkish. What? Turkish? Turkish. Shelefe? Nope. That's how you say Brad cheers. Pitt. Benjamin Button. Guy, Guy Ritchie movie. In Turkey? Oh, uh, Turkish. The character from yeah. Lockstock and... Lockstock, yeah. Or Snatch. Was it Snatch? Snatch. I, I thought it was Snatch. Snatch, Snatch was the Snatch one where you can't I was going understand yeah. anything. <laughs> the next episode, or the next event, oh, is right. Women's Assault, which they're back to calling Women's Assault. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gosh. Uh, this time, 
Do you Dice think they me. got angry emails that they changed it? Yeah. They <laughs> called it <laughs> the woke mob. Put it back. <laughs> this is actually where woke came from. So this time, Joe Theismann's behind the gun shooting oh, at Mike Adamley. This was interesting. This was, the, <laughs> this was the first time we've ever seen this. This was cool. Yeah. He hits him no less than half a dozen times. So, yeah, and at one yeah. point yells, come on, you chicken. Did you think he was going to say chicken shit? I did. I he, thought there he, was a weird yeah. pause. I thought he did yeah. say it at I, first. I did too. And he was wearing like... The glasses. He, he looked like a villain from an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. He was up there just hammering away. Blazer khakis. Yeah. And he hit him a ton. A bunch of times. He really did. And yeah. then Mike gets the grenade and runs up and throws it. But at that point, he was already out. So. Didn't Mike do like several to many somersaults? He did. Like, he I did. feel like he loves this. <sighs> he loves somersaults so much. <laughs> He does. He loves him so much. Every opportunity. He loves him. I feel like there is this competitiveness between Joe and Adam Lee. I don't know if they like each other. I sense that they're civil. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe as the season goes on, there's more tension. You never know. I think Joe Theismann has all this built up competitiveness that he wasn't able to. His career stopped fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So Amy's 21, 5 foot 3, and 125 pounds. She is a waitress. She has prior soccer experience. She basically gets hit right after she shoots the cannon. Very quickly. Like, So she get, she makes it to the burned down building. Is, is Zap the one it? up there? Yeah. I think Zap's up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, yeah, because she keeps posturing. Yeah, arm up, quickly down into yeah. a bicep flex. Mm-hmm. Well, I, she has a couple other moves when she's behind the gun, too. I had a question. You said Amy's from Andover. Yeah. You've run the Boston Marathon, of course. What's the, there's the something mile where it's like the all women's college that goes. Wellesley, no, it's called the Wellesley Wall. Wellesley. Wellesley Wall. Okay. Uh, And it's loud. So Nancy is 27, five foot 10 and 148. Her job description is homemaker. She was also the high school basketball MVP. And then we learn in her real world interview that she tried to play literally but couldn't. Yeah, Babe Ruth baseball. Yeah. yeah. So she filed a lawsuit. Uh-huh. Nothing came of it, but the next year they started letting girls play Little League. <laughs> and I wrote down that she really reminded me of one of the sisters in The Fighter. Oh, The one yeah. that's like, oh, get out your MTV gal. Okay, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I'm I, tracking with you. I thought her part was like, it reminded me of like a Christopher Guest segment when she was like, yeah. <laughs> when she filed the lawsuit, but nothing yeah. came they of it. They started letting the girls in the little league. Because she was like, it was discrimination. Yeah, yeah. discrimination, yeah. you know. I really liked her. I did too. I was. She's got there. a very unfortunate bang situation that's yeah. happening. She's like a tidal wave of hair that is over She's her. She's very point. early 90s haircut. Very early yeah. 90s. Very early 90s mom haircut. Like if she were a mom, well, she's probably still a mom. If this show would have taken place in 2012, yeah. she would have had the John and Kate plus eight haircut that oh, I described. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, I'd like to talk to your manager. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets hit through the driftwood. Like it goes through the driftwood. <laughs> yeah. And it bounces off her head. It does. It? Yeah, it, does. it does bounce off her head, but she's protected by a, a shield of hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so the women's score is zero to zero. Riveting. Yeah. Uh, goose eggs. We move straight into Breakthrough and Conquer. Nitro is the football player, the Breakthrough, and consequently, Malibu is the Conquer. He is. I, I don't see a path that you can't complete the Conquer. In 10 seconds, all you have to do is get one body part out. And I think only Billy hasn't done it yet. 
really worth and from it doesn't yeah, seem like two i think just get desperate grab an ankle and start rolling like because they're well because they're not going to yeah. want to get their ankle broken right because if you grab an ankle and roll they know like there's only two things that happen i go down or you break my leg yeah, yeah. the circle's not long enough if they go down the chances one of them is going to go out of bounds is pretty high yeah, and Broncos over there on the sidelines yeah. actually yeah, kind of waiting, waiting for it to happen. At the bit, wanting Unless, to get in. You know, Nitro is very slippery. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but even then, you could get an arm around and lock sure. and start to roll. Like you'll hear about it in the NFL. There's a way to tackle, and there's a way that everyone knows not to tackle. You're not supposed to, if you wrap someone up from behind, you're not supposed to fall backwards. You're supposed mm. to take them forwards, or you're not supposed to go straight down. Because that will like potentially break someone's leg. Yeah. And so like they know not to do that. And it came up in the playoffs because somebody did it to Patrick Mahomes. And people were like, eh, it looked like it was on purpose. Broken so, legs. Is that a thing in football? Broken legs. Everywhere. People tackling Joe Thuzman like I just don't care. <laughs> the, I was on the spot. <laughs> I did not think of that before. Where did that come from? I missed that reference. Joe oh, really? Theismann, that's how he... I know Joe Theismann snapped his leg in the game, but what what, what was the little rap Some there from? Broken glass everywhere. What Don't that? touch me, because I'm close to, to the, the edge. I'm trying not to, to lose my, my head. <laughs> this sounds Makes like you a... you wonder sometimes. To make, to <laughs> is this a fat boy's rap? Under. What is this? No, it was uh, from the 80s, and then yeah. uh, okay. Busta Rhymes did a remix of it okay. in the late 90s. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a very famous. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I don't surprised know you've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, it seems like it would lend itself to acapella. It it, it would lend itself. <laughs> yeah, it would. It, yeah. it would lend itself to our Spotify playlist oh, that your friend true. made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how it keeps them going under. How it keeps them going under. So Joe says, anytime a guy puts a mouthpiece in, you know he's ready for some contact. <laughs> he did uh, or. It's required for yeah, the show. Or it is required for liability <laughs> reasons, Joe. Why? I imagine at some point in the assault, people started wearing helmets, right? Because we keep seeing people yeah. getting beamed in the head at 100 miles an hour. I, I think, think this is a learning as they go uh, season for the parent company of American Gladiators. I'd like to see how long it takes. People in tennis don't wear helmets, and they definitely hit it harder than 100 miles an hour. I feel like yeah. I don't know ball, that though? a tennis ball going 100 miles an hour is going to do a ton of damage it's unless hollow. it hits you in the eye. But it's hollow. So you're saying in tennis, one side, somebody is just laying on the ground, and no. the other side, somebody is just <laughs> no, slamming balls the, at their but head. But the risk is always there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the gladiators so you're saying they wear... should wear helmets in tennis? No, I'm saying that I don't think it's necessary. I think that you could take a tennis ball off the dome at 100 miles an hour and you're not going to get concussed, depending on where it hits I th- you. I, I think that's probably accurate because it's Cause hollow. Because it compresses. Yeah. yeah. To the eye or the testicle, though, or the throat, you're dead. Different. Yeah, oh, different, the throat. Uh, I don't think you'd be dead if it hit you in the testicle. You'd probably want to be. You'd want to be. One um, would want to be. So I have a question. Did the gladiators not wear the helmets, only the competitors? In what? In the Breakthrough and Conquer. I know oh, they do no. in the Joust. He's asking about assault. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm talking about an assault, but... Yeah, they both they, wear, they don't wear helmets in this. They wear the um, like wrestling or boxing uh, head, head... The gladiators do as well? No, for Breakthrough just the and contestants. Conquer? I feel like it's just the contestants. Yeah, I think yeah, Malibu you know, and right. Nitro wear... Yeah. You're not putting a helmet on Malibu's head. 
No. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's why he doesn't... Uh, he does do joust, so he does wear one, because they make him oh. wear them in joust. Yeah. I pay attention to yeah. that. Okay. All right. Go ahead. We oh, digress. All right. Fit one. So Jason runs directly through Nitro. He does. And pretty easily takes care of Malibu. Did we determine if Nitro was the other former NFL player? Yeah. It couldn't have been Malibu. It was. Yeah. Okay. All right. He played for the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Jason said he was extremely slippery. I don't know if it was sweat or what. <laughs> Second I think we've time. established it wasn't sweat, Jason. It was just oil. Yeah, he's <laughs> very well oiled. So now we get Phil's real world interview. Oh, this is great. Yeah. And apparently his brother called at midnight that Thursday mm. telling him about the tryouts the next day. And Phil was like, well, I'll call you back tomorrow. And then an hour later was like, never mind, I'm in. And so they went to the tryouts and his he kept trying to to chicken out or to back out. But his brother kept encouraging him. So he gives a lot of credit to his little brother for him being there. Yeah. It was nice. It was it was pleasant to hear. Yeah. He proceeds to get absolutely destroyed by Nitro. He does. Like not quite decleated, but it doesn't go well for Phil. No. He does take a lot of time and goes to the ground against Malibu, but he does uh, get him out by with the last second. And this time they only replayed five seconds of the Uh, thing instead of all ten. Yeah. In slow motion. So they're getting better. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Mm. We're sitting at Jason 145, Phil 60. So far, looks are holding up to where they should. So against Lace in the women's joust, we have Amy first, who does her real-world interview, and she says, In Saka, you'd think, look at the size of that defender. She's huge, but she can't move. And then she makes some comment about, like, with these ones, I don't know. Can they move? Are they fast? They're big? Yeah. Like, I think she says, they'll probably just throw me into the woods. <laughs> yeah, she definitely says the woods. Uh-huh. Yeah. She lasts for 13 seconds. Which is not bad. Like, I think that's, that's the longest joust we've seen. Like, she holds her own for a while. And mm-hmm. I don't remember how long they asked them to stay up there. Lace she, is like, also 13 pretty... seconds seemed like an eternity. Didn't she, like, charge Lace? She ran at her and had her backed up. Lace wasn't expecting that. Lace yeah. is yeah. also the slightest of the three female. But the funniest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. my favorite by yeah. far. I like Lace. I feel like Sunny doesn't get a lot of camera time. She's so and stupid. Zap is an, she, you're annoying. Right. Zap feels like she doesn't want to be there. She definitely doesn't like Lace. She's annoyed by Sunny. I like Sunny Lace. Does, I like Lace too. Yeah. She's like a fun bar waitress. Yeah. Nancy. Uh-huh. I like her too. Knocks Lace off by hitting Lace in the face. Yeah. And then wedging her stick in Lace's neck and just pushing until Lace is like, all right, I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, but, like she just like yeah. gets wedged in there yep. and Lace is like tries to fight it and then realizes this is very uncomfortable and not worth it at all. I feel like with every episode, <laughs> yeah. they're also saying, Adam Lee especially, is saying the word pugil a lot more often. In his defense, uh, if I were in his shoes, I would say it as often as I could as well. Yeah, it's a great word. Pugil's a great word to say. And I would also try to use it as a verb. Like pugiling? Like she pugiled her right off. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that pugilization over there? <laughs> that an adverb? Pugilization would be a noun. Pugilized. To get pugilized. That's an adjective. Yeah. Pugily. Pugilish. Pugily would be... <laughs> That's the celebration after the fight. It's the pugily. <laughs> the pugily. <laughs> It's, it's around Easter. Yeah. Seven years and then 70. Yeah, I'm there. Pugilization is a noun? I don't know. I don't, oh, okay. 
Okay. Yeah, there's no way any of that was right. Yeah. So we're sitting at Amy 100, Nancy 40. We're going to take a break. Right. And when we come back, it's going to be the human cannonball. Get ready. Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans. And that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful. Housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation. And you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities, browse the current open job openings in these communities, and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Welcome back. Thank Let's you. jump right in to the human cannonball, yeah. where unlike Johnny Weismiller from Tarzan. Yep. I wrote that down this time too. <laughs> so I remembered you saying, he said his name. Jane is not on the other side of that rope. It nope. is a gladiator. And this time we get to see all three men's jumps, which I'll tell you what, we didn't need to. Uh-uh. It is a waste of time yeah, watching really all is. three of the men. When adamly jumped he says woo he does and <laughs> yeah. he kind of looks back at the cameraman like are you, are you ready to get this yeah show dog beverly is underneath our recording table i think chasing a shadow of yeah she's got a real problem she's like lady gaga that's okay she's a sweet dog here's a shadow okay a shadow. uh so yeah human cannibal <laughs> so Guys. phil knocks nitro off first jason wraps his legs around nitro like yeah, on his way back jason does not understand how to use his giant body no, in this either. he should be good at this event but he like barely gets any momentum coming off and then he grabs nitro by like he wraps his legs around him and pulls him forward and nitro gets disqualification nitro gets yeah. upset uh, as he should have because it was a weird thing to do yeah Phil knocks Gemini off, and Joe says he probably did this a lot in basic training. What does Joe think happens? In basic training? In basic yeah, training. Like, I, I promise you there were zero times that I jumped off a thing on a rope and knocked somebody off. of it. I, I, Oh, my. I'm sorry. Were you a Marine? Oh, good point. Uh, I have to come back to that. <laughs> I promise he didn't do that. Jason, once again, no. Phil destroys nitro for some reason no malibu nitro gemini nitro yeah weird yeah um, maybe malibu's a little afraid of just getting launched into orbit yeah oh, maybe you he know doesn't what? want to go up there that's anymore. probably a good point um <laughs> they actually had that slow-mo in the show intro yeah. this time so the producers were like yo we got to get that that was an amazing shot like yeah. he gets <laughs> it's so well, hard they no. also so they did a they I think they do a poor job because I've been noticing the intros at the beginning more when they do the exciting yeah. fast paced. There is a shot in the opening that gives away one of the contestants that makes it through to the next round. You're right. Oh, because there's yeah. one of the guys, and I'm not going to say who yep. for yep. our listeners that was eliminated in a previous episode. That they show him hit the target oh, in assault. Yeah. And I was like, no, oh, that's right. that dude got knocked out in assault. Oh, he must have made it through on yeah. points. Yeah. 
And, and also, I'm also not excited that we have to see that guy again. By the way, Panama Jack hat that yeah. you mentioned last time, uh-huh. Russ, he's in it again. Oh, I saw him. So it's and, recycled. And rope hat. And, and rope hat. And the, the woman who stands up in the green shirt and the black shorts, and she's her. more excited than anyone to be there. It's can't. it's recycled. This footage. dude's rope hat can't be as cool as my more. My it, most you didn't see him? What's on you, his rope hat? It's uh, not a crab. It's not a blue crab. It very well could be. It's. That's a lovely blue Florida, hat, right? Isn't this hat awesome? It's a pretty I great love hat. this hat. Where it did you get just, that? Did my some... sister got it for me for Christmas. What is it, it for? Just, what do you mean, what's it for? It, is it like for part of head. a... No. <laughs> is it? Is it from like a certain beach in Florida or no, like a crab restaurant? it is a crab on a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, I like it too. They did show... What's Phil's terrible eagle globe anchor tattoo. <laughs> I hate his tattoo. It is it the is. stereotypical marine EGA tattoo, and it is poorly done. It's so half-assed. It is so awful. It's a badge, right? It's the right? only like tattoo. A... No, it's the eagle globe anchor. Well, I know, it's but like on with this... The... Like, yeah, it's oh, like it's on his, on the... his, yeah. Yeah, his yeah. shoulder. But they do show... What's her name? Donna? When she's... From the previous episode, the cop that smashed her whole face into the wall on the swing of life or whatever uh, it is. Yes. Swing for life. They show that in the intro of the show. And I'm like, come on. She did great that entire episode. Yeah. And the one part where <laughs> Joanna. she... Yeah. Joanna, where she just smacks her entire face <laughs> and body into the wall. That's what they put in there. And she lost points for damaging the wall. Yeah. Uh, so now Jason has 175 and Phil has 160. So he's coming back. Okay. Women's Powerball. This is where I noted the refs are not an executioner garb. I would definitely say that with the real world interview, these two women, accents aside, are the most well-spoken. Yeah. Like yeah. they're clearly two very intelligent women. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike any of the other ones that have been. And I, I'm with you, Ryan. I think that they purposely made the other women look dumber than they were. Yeah. They did not make these women look dumb. No, like no. every th- all of their interviews, they were very well spoken. Like, I really uh, liked them, and I yeah, liked yeah. that they were they talk they kept talking about how they became friends. Well, yeah. this is the one. This is the interview where Amy right. talks about how they've all been friends, or they become friends since they've been there, and they feel like they're more like teammates, even though they're competing against each other. And she makes the comment that they've been there for a few days. That was revealing. She says, I have to go out and compete against her in a couple days, mm-hmm. but we've yeah. already become such friends, which means they must have known each other before. So I wonder if all the contestants are there for week, week oh, and a half, yeah, two maybe. weeks. Yeah, they're getting drinks down in the hotel lobby bar. Yeah, probably because of COVID and it'll all be sequestered. There. 100%. 100% of COVID. Joe does point out that You're the right. women gladiator You're get right. the huddle break right that time. Oh, goes, yeah. They've really been struggling with that, <laughs> yeah. which, which we pointed out in prior took, episodes. Took them a while. So initially, Amy goes up with the follow-on method, but then... At one point, she legit breaks Lace's ankles. Oh, yeah. Like, she jukes oh, yeah. one way and goes the other, and mm-hmm. Lace falls over. And it is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. if that were at a basketball game, like, everybody would have lost their minds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jumping out of the stands. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Amy, I think, dominated Powerball better than anyone has dominated Powerball. I think she is the best Powerball player American Gladiators has ever seen. In these episodes up to this point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be surprised if anybody's as good as Amy moving forward. She's like, the one to beat moving forward. Yeah. She, and yeah. I wonder if it's just because she was a soccer player, she has that agility. Could have been. I think the gladiators were um, double were, teaming Nancy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think you even commented on it. Yeah. They had her pegged. You knew that you didn't want to say it. <laughs> I couldn't think of another word it. for it. Yeah. No, they did, but still like 
there was no stopping Amy. I think that even in, if they would have put two gladiators on her at once. <laughs> so now Nancy, her lead has shrunk to a 130 to 115, which previously it was 100 to 40. So wow. Nancy has made up a lot. You never know what's going to happen in these episodes. Yeah. So Joe, not being able to contain himself as we move into the men's <laughs> assault, says Phil Carroll, the ex-Marine, should really feel at home in this one. They just can't. Like anytime there's somebody that's like maybe has been around a weapon system once, they're yeah. like, oh, well, he's in the assault now. Yeah. Like everybody's got to be. Come on. He was super excited to have Phil on. He was. One thing I noticed, by the way, uh-huh. that tennis ball gun is very accurate. When they're yeah. like on the edge of one of the stanchions, that tennis ball gun is coming <laughs> right on the edge of it. Like that yep. thing is accurate. Yeah. What's a stanchion? Uh, I don't know. I don't know better. I feel like, like you do. The Station? things to hold it. The like the things that they hide behind to shoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. He gets all the way to the grenade and then hits it with a grenade. And then, of course, they make the Marine references. And they're yeah. like, oh, he's got the experience. Did, Did not he... throw it in the way that you're supposed to throw a grenade. Oh, did okay. Joe say he threw it like a football? Yeah. He was like, I don't know. He actually said, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to throw a grenade, but he did it pretty well. I'm immediately intrigued since you are the expert here. I'm not. Well. About oh. throwing grenades. Here you're the so, expert. So, full disclosure. How are you supposed to throw a grenade? I once failed expert infantry course by not passing the grenade course. So, I'm the opposite of an expert. Oh. In my defense, it's very hard to what? throw a grenade into... Well, I guess it's not that hard. Lots of people pass that every year. You're supposed to, like, shot put it. You're supposed to, like, hold it behind your ear. and Because they're heavy. So, if you threw it like oh. a baseball, you'd throw your shoulder out. Oh. oh. So, I didn't like, know that. I never considered that. Well, I mean, it's baseball sized, but it's made out of metal with gunpowder in it. So like you're supposed to hold it by your ear and like shot put it and then immediately take cover. Hollywood has absolutely lied to me. Yeah. Every movie, they're just, you know. Sidearm it. Yeah. Randy Johnson. Well, and they say that they made them in that shape because in World War II, Two, they knew all the soldiers were used to throwing baseballs. Oh, so they made oh, it in baseball that. shape. Oh, that's but like, cool. if you tried to throw a grenade like a baseball, it would hurt. You also, though, got to shoot a automatic grenade launcher. Is that true? I've shot both. That would be a Mark 19. Okay. But I, yeah, I've shot a Mark 19 and what's now known as the M320, which is the single action. Does like a, a shotgun. Oh, that's cool. Well, but it attaches to the bottom of a, a, an M4. So a standard rifle can ma- become a grenade. You just put it on the bottom. So it's got a, okay. a, 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 a like, I'm trying to think of a good Like where you get it. your newspapers in a mailbox. <laughs> got it. Thank you. No, so, so like you can put attachments on an M4. Okay. And you can attach a grenade launcher to the bottom of an M4. Okay. And like the, the new version has its own pistol grip. And you can detach it and shoot it on its own as opposed to the old version had to be attached. Got it. Um, Would you have the grenades in the canister ready to go or are they on you and you have to load it? It depends on the situation. But yes, typically, you know, it's just one. It's a single action. Oh, okay. Um, Uh, During the test, where would you have to throw them into? Like rings. Oh, so like there's like rings set out and you have to get. Like top golf. I think you have to get one out of (laughs) Just like Top Yes, it's like Top Golf. Yeah. I love that that's where your mind went. It's those big rings. You're supposed My to... mind went to if you win it, you become the Lord of the Rings. But I oh. love that you went to Top Golf. That's also, great. Phil has a really bad fist bump celebration. Yeah, he really does. It's, <laughs> and it's, they it's, do it in slow motion. It's too. so awkward. Yeah. 
He's very awkward. Yeah. I like him, though. Okay. Thank you for educating us about grenades. Yeah. So Jason tied. Somehow. Somehow tied. And they yeah. went to like oh, yeah. slow-mo with like the camera really up close uh, to him shooting yeah. the rifle. Like, it was a draw. Apparently, oh, yeah. as he was pulling the trigger. That uh, hit the target. That hit the target. He got hit. Yes. But they decided that he was getting hit as he pulled the trigger. So they called it a tie. Because they were trying to decide if he pulled the trigger first. Yeah. He would have won, but it was too close to call. So they called it a draw, and I think and, they gave him 60 points. And they zoomed in on his trigger finger. They did, yeah. But it was like VHS zoomed in. Yeah. There's so much of this so show. So it was like a really blurry version of what you <laughs> thought might have been a trigger finger. From a production yeah. standpoint, I have all the questions about how they record this show. When do they edit it? It's not well, the and there have been gun. plenty of times in like Breakthrough and Conquer where they showed a replay and they were like, well, he stepped out of bounds, but the executioner said he was good. And all yeah. of a sudden now video replay matters. Yeah. So Phil has 220, Jason has 205, and then we learn that the women did swing shot without us seeing it for the third episode in a row. Gosh. One of these days we're going to see swing shot. That I, is so weird. Actually, you know what? At this point, I hope they never show it. Oh, I do. I yeah. hope we go seven to eight yeah. seasons without ever seeing swing shot. Yep. And they never get rid of it. Nope. And <laughs> Just keep updating us, though, with and Whatever the score. it is, it has a high point total. Because yeah. Amy gets 95, Nancy yeah. gets 70. So now Amy's in the lead with 210 to 200. But why? You never like, know what's going to happen with swing shot. Why wouldn't they show it? I mean, I think it's they want to try to balance out the scores a little bit so they just make up a game. It's so or and it takes have it's taken kind of, everything in my power to not look it up. Yeah. Like cuz I want to know but I want to see it organically. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that Phil's little brother was in the audience? <clears throat> was he? What? Yeah, so after Phil won the assault, yes. Two younger guys in tank tops stand up in the audience okay. and they focus on him. I remember those guys. Yeah, I yeah. think that was his brother because they were losing their f***ing minds. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you now have two beeps dead in on your own accord. So Malibu is now in the men's jail. So we go from men's event to just seeing the score of swing shot to another men's <laughs> event. And Malibu is in the joust. He is wearing a helmet. And once again, Joe says, you got to believe the training Phil's had comes in handy in this event, <laughs> which that one's probably accurate. They probably yeah. did pugil while in yeah. the Marine Corps. Just not training. like eight feet in the air. Hmm. So Malibu loses his pugil stick, but then Phil uses his hand to shove Malibu. But because there's no executioner, nobody catches it. So he doesn't get disqualified. Mm. Phil then says, once Marine, always Marine. You get in there and get some. Yeah, mm -hmm. he did. He did get in there and got some. He that did. was the moment that I was like, he wasn't good at this. Mm -mm. He, no. <laughs> he didn't want to stay Publicly in, saying sure. stuff like that. He, yeah. That dude, he was a bad version of Marine, and mm. like, but went back and told everybody he was a hero. And yeah. yeah, he loves going to Applebee's on Veterans Day. He told his little brother he was a hero. Can you imagine yeah. the stories oh, he told his little brother? It got Gosh. him all hyped up. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't imagine him because <laughs> I've heard some of them. <laughs> Did you just say he loved to go to Applebee's on Veterans Day? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just heard, I just heard that again in my mind. I'm like that was perfect. That really describes it perfectly. It's great. Malibu and Jason. So <laughs> Malibu just completely counters Jason's first move and just racks him across the face. Yep, knocks him off. So fills up to three twenty to two thirty five lead. Okay. Malibu now says, I'm 220 pounds of steel and sex appeal. And Mike awkwardly says, 
part gladiator, part love machine. (laughs) (laughs) So before we jump into the gladiators eliminator, let's do our version of the eliminator. What do you think, boys? I love this. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do it. And what's her name? Nancy? Yeah. In the vein. So... The, William Fitchner. The elim- the eliminator this week <laughs> she did really just like William Fitchner. Yeah. The eliminator this week really focuses on Nancy and Phil. And you'll okay. see why here in a moment. Okay, let's go. Uh which of these was not a town that the real Housewives series was set in? Oh, okay. okay. Which of these was not, not. a town okay. that the real Housewives was set in? Okay. Okay. All right. Orange County, Atlanta, Beverly Hills, the Potomac. New Orleans or Salt Lake City. Oh, man. Well, okay. They definitely were Beverly Hills. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to... You're going, you're going first. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So the the ones that are jumping out are Potomac, New Orleans. What was the last one? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake, Salt City. Lake City. Potomac is too weird for it not to be one. I'm going to say New Orleans. Okay. I feel like it's between Beverly Hills and Orange County. Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm going to say Orange County is the incorrect one. So Russ is correct. Oh, New it. Orleans was not one. Potomac was. How? Um, Where is? Which Potomac? is wild because as I was looking, there was a Real Housewives of D.C. So why would you need another one in D.C.? Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. what else would you consider the Potomac besides D- but Virginia? But that's those people consider themselves yeah. D.C. Yeah, They're, they wonder, call it DMV. I wonder what town it took place in. Did it? Maybe they all Alexander, just lived in houseboats. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Alexander. They could have been all along the Potomac. You're right. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe they were in Mar- Maryland. Crab cakes and football. Could have been. <sighs> Dang it. Okay, all right. Next. Which of these characters characters these are the character names not the actresses names uh-huh. which of these characters was not a character in desperate housewives <sighs> susan mayer lynette suavo angela chase gabrielle solis mary alice young or brie vandekamp ryan you go first i will read them again okay susan mayer lynette suavo angela chase gabrielle solis Mary Alice Young or Brie Vandekamp? Gabriella Solis was not a character. He seems very confident about that. I'm going to say Angela Chase. Russ is two for two. Angela (sighs) Chase is the main character in My So-Called Life. I knew it. In my (sighs) head, I was thinking, whatever fake name he came up with, it's got to be from a different show. (laughs) (laughs) He's not just making up a name. It's going to be another reference. And I don't know why I I went with, oh, what's her name? Mm-hmm. The I mean, she's the main character in my so-called life. I've never seen it. Uh, I've never seen it. Well, either. you've seen this actress and lots of other stuff. Hey, let's look it up. Gabrielle Solis is the really famous Hispanic woman in Desperate Housewives. Ava she's Longoria? Like, yeah, that's Ava yeah. Longoria. Like, she's okay. like the main character in Desperate Housewives, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> my so-called it. life. Ooh, sorry. What's her name? Claire Danes? Claire Danes, yeah. Oh, Claire, Claire Danes. Danes, yeah. 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 All right. Which of these... Or Russ is up Russ two is to nothing. Smoking me, right um, which I believe gives him an overall lead of five to two. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right. We're keeping track across the. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Season, so, aren't we? Which of these was not a famous marine battle? Man. Okay. All right. All right. The Battle of Iwo Jima, the Battle of Chosin Reservoir, the Battle of Okinawa, the Bataan Death March, the Battle of Incheon, or the Battle of Bellewood. 
Which was can you spell that? Can you spell that? B E L L E U. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, yes. The Battle of Billu Wood may or may not have been a famous marine battle. Okay. Mm. Country of origin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Iwo Jima, Okinawa, Bataan Death March, Chosen, Chosen Reservoir, Inchon, Billu Wood. Okay, the only reason why I'm going to say the Bataan oh, Death March good. is because that doesn't that sound like a battle name. I, I was going to well, say that I mean, also. Well, I mean, it was, yeah, but okay. Yeah, there was I, the Battle of Bataan and then turned it into. Okay. Then I so feel, I, I guess I'd worded it wrong, the Battle of Bataan. Okay, so I'm going to go with instead. <laughs> I'm going to go Chosin because I feel like that was more army than it was Marines. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the Battle of Bataan. Okay, Russ is three for three. Yes. Um, Chosin is like one of the more famous. There were army people there, but... Okay. And was won by the Army Corps of Engineers. However, it is more closely known as a Marine battle because okay. the Marines were the ones that were surrounded, and it was... Chesty, right? Yeah, it was where Chesty Puller really got his okay. like fame because he was surrounded on all sides, yeah. and he was like, "We got him right where we want him." Yeah, cool. And the uh, Tootsie Rolls, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What episode was that? That had to have been I don't Korea, was... so that would have been Eisenhower. Eisenhower? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. That was. That's still the craziest thing. Yeah, it's wild. The Tootsie Rolls. The yeah. fact that they like repaired bullet holes with yeah. Tootsie Rolls, and the fact that they even had Tootsie Rolls at all. <laughs> well, but it was because of a bad supply drop because yeah. Tootsie Rolls were like a code word, and the people in the supply right. lines were like, I don't know, man, find some Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Let me see Crap those Tootsie Rolls. rolls. <laughs> all right, Russ, for the second week in a row, it's three oh. for three. Yeah. Ryan. Because uh, I think you you got the most the first week. The first week. I don't think well, I it was any. one to nothing the first week. Yeah. Uh, Last week, Russ was three for three. Ryan got one. I really, first of all, Blaine, I just really appreciate the creativity that you've put into these questions. Which is funny because last week I thought was going to be ready-made outside of the question about Jim Neighbors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because the, there was the question about who came up with the term minor profits and then which one wasn't a minor profit. Oh, you yeah. got the which one wasn't a minor profit yes, correct. Yes, correct. So, Overall, Russ is six. Ryan is, you got zero today, so you have two. Right. Um, it was Augustine who came up with the minor profits, right? It was Augustine or Augustine, whatever, man. Whatever. Nobody knows. Who cares? Like, yeah, yeah. You, who cares? No one alive now knew the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the eliminator, we, we just get another women's score. They both got zero yeah. in Cannonball. So Amy is leading, and you can tell there's definite kinship between Amy and sure, Nancy at this sure. point. Yeah, they're um, like Laverne and Shirley. They they have become <laughs> right. They're in there about to jump off the eliminator. Yeah, that's no. Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Thelma and Louise. <laughs> oh, sorry, Laverne they're and Shirley going is... to eat all of the chocolates in the conveyor belt of the eliminator. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Right. That's, Lucy. That's Lucy. There was and... definitely a conveyor belt in Laverne and Shirley. I bet. They're yes, with the was... bottle with the glove on yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Shamil. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Shamazel. Yeah. Something and something incorporated. <laughs> By the way, there are a ton of Laverne and Shirley commercials on, uh, on yours. What are we watching this on? What's the app? Pluto. Uh, Pluto, Pluto TV. TV. Yeah. There are a ton for that. So, happy days and uh, I never get finds Adam's family. I get a lot and, of those too. Uh, Mike Seaver. I don't get any Pluto TV show commercials. I just get like regular commercials on Pluto TV. Are, are you really watching on the website or the app? The app. That's weird. weird. That is weird. That is really it's weird. weird that you get different shows than I do, and he doesn't get I don't any get shows at all. Any show? I get no family, family ties. It's not like we don't live that far from each other either. I we, know. It's, it's not very... like we don't live. It's not. We live close by. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get family ties, Laverne and Shirley, happy days. There's another one in there. A Mork and Mindy. I don't what? get Mork and Mindy. I wish I got but Mork that, and But those three are like together. It's I'd like, probably start really? watching Mork and Mindy. I bet I there's a Mork and Mindy channel on Pluto TV. Yeah. Oh, I bet you're right. Maybe. That was a great show. It jumps the shark. I hope um, it's still the great show. Mork and Mindy? Yeah. Like you yeah. hope it holds up? Yeah. yeah. But it was really Robin only Williams. one in season because then they started like just trying to create absurd stuff and they like wrote off the grandfather. and. You read well, Robin's biography, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. He was on Happy Days, right? Like this That's, was a so Happy Mork Days and Mindy spin-off. is a, a Happy spin-off. Days spinoff. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. was Laverne and Shirley, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Milwaukee. Yep. It's Algonquin <laughs> for the good land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Amy gets through pretty relatively. So is Joni and Chachi. Um, a lot of spinoffs on Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah. Jump the shark. Yeah. You're jumping the shark right now. Good Weezer video so. too. I, Buddy Holly, mm-hmm, the Weezer video. Mm-hmm, it is good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amy Amy wins. <laughs> I thought you were gonna really Nancy hitting the gladiators. What decided it? Because they come across yeah. the wall of shame or whatever. Yeah, what's it called? The jump of death. What Russ? The, you the jump swing for life. Swing for life. Yeah, they're neck and neck, and Amy doesn't hit a gladiator. Nancy does. That really decides it. Amy wins 345-315. Does she hit Sunny? Is that who she goes up against? Or you is know, it I Lace? Don't know. I think it... Because it's from the back. So you yeah. Can't Jason already has a giant... Well, Jason already has, has a giant hole. And he goes... <laughs> down really hard. Mm. Like, he gets hit by, like, three different medicine, medicine. balls. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he really does. He gets hit by one, and then one misses Phil, and he gets hit by that one, and then he gets hit by a third one, and he just goes yeah. down. And he just, he was overmatched. I, the The entire concept of American Gladiators was much over Jason said. He was, they asked, like, if he thought that it was too hard, and he was like, I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of luck, but, like, I felt like it was going to be better at this than I was. And, I thought he was too. I would like to be a gladiator on the side chucking medicine balls at competitors. That'd oh, be yeah. a really fun aspect of the show. You could yeah. see when they showed the gladiators that were throwing the medicine balls that there were no so Lace was throwing medicine balls because she was standing next to Malibu and you could tell there was a real rapport there. With yeah. Lace and Malibu? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they all have a shot where they're all standing together mm-hmm. with their arms around each other before Yeah. Malibu is also really chummy. With Nitro and Gemini. And I feel like the other two just kind of like humor him. Yeah. Gemini, it's also weird. The smile and then the growl, like the grimace. Like he Who's really is trying to. Character? He's trying to. And I don't know if he's. If Malibu's he's, like a like a golden retriever. He's just super jazzed about yeah. being with them. And they're just kind of petting him and yeah, pushing him like, away. Okay, buddy. How would you describe Nitro <laughs> in the really canine? Every time oh, he's home. like a he's like a Doberman. Doberman. That's good. What about Gemini? What would you call Gemini? Uh, like a Mastiff? He's large, man. He's, he's a big. Yeah. But he's not like a Beethoven, you know? No, he's not a St. Bernard. Uh-uh. No. He's like a junkyard dog. Okay. Oh. Okay, let's go on. Okay. Well, that was it. No, that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. Ending with a flame. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I think next episode is our last one of the initial rounds, and then oh. we will get into the quarterfinals. I believe yeah. there's five. So that's exciting. Until next time, this has been From American Presidents to American Gladiators. We'll look forward to seeing you in two weeks. Bye.